Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 27 of The Awakened Soul. Got a special one. I kind of announced it last week. Uh, this episode is going to be about colorism in the African-American community and how we treat each other. I, I think it's a completely deep and great topic. It's one that, like I said, I've been wanting to talk about for a while. I love the panel that came together. We got Johnny and Ralph, which you guys know them by now. They're my brothers from the Oversaturated Podcast. We also have AJ, who's been on once before from the What We Gonna Do Podcast. And then we also have Bree. Um, the, the, the lone woman holding this panel down, we had more scheduled, but unfortunately you guys know how we can be. They canceled on us, but no shade there at all. I'm sure, um, the other ladies who were supposed to come on and, and help with this panel will come on in, in a different topic. I, um, I, I think I have something I can use them on a little bit later, but nonetheless, I, like I said, I've, I've just, I'm happy to have you guys happy to be able to talk this topic. Um, we're going to go ahead and get into our intro music on the other side of the intro music is going to be off the roof with Hayes. We're just going to go off a few topics. And then after that is going to be the meat and potatoes of this episode. And that is the segment on colorism. Check me out. <laughs> The Awakened Soul. The Awakened Soul. Alright, so in trying to come up with topics this week for Off the Root with Hayes, I had to sit back and think about what did I really want to talk about? What were the things that were burning most in CEO Hayes' head um, to talk to you guys about? And A, the first thing is, is that I do want to announce. My Chicago Bulls are on a four-game winning streak. Let's just let that sit in. They're on a four-game winning streak. It's still going to be terrible the rest of the season. I don't expect it to go much longer, but I do want to definitely acknowledge when my team is being on top. Chris Dunn has been looking like the starting point guard that we wanted him to be. Laurie Markkinen still, he's playing solidly. His three-point percentage has dropped down a little bit. But uh, uh, Nico Miritich, who's come back. Uh, and just been killing it as well. I just, I just, you know, give some praise to my team. I was on here sounding depressed at the beginning of the season, so I, I definitely want to acknowledge a little bit of time while I'm, uh, I'm feeling myself a little bit, feeling my team. Um, but also to come off that, uh, this is Star Wars week, which is like a holiday for nerds. Um, the new Star Wars movie comes out just in like in 24 hours. I could see it. Um, but I won't be, unfortunately, not not that soon, but I'll be seeing it by the time you guys hear this. I hopefully would have been saw it by now, but, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, as I said last week, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And now that me and my daughter share the love of Star Wars, uh, it's 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 becoming a family thing again. 
so yeah, that that's another thing that's burning uh, in CEO Hayes' mind. Football season, the playoffs are almost here. Haven't watched nearly as much football as I wanted to this season. Um, but you know, everybody gets excited around around playoff time, so I'll definitely be catching those. Uh shout shouts out to uh we're gonna try to get an all Pennsylvania Super Bowl. We're gonna get Steelers versus the Eagles. I know Car- I know Wentz went down, but we're not gonna worry about that. It's still gonna happen. We're gonna speak into the existence. Anything that can keep the Patriots out the Super Bowl again. Shouts out to Ralph from Oversaturated because he's a huge Patriots fan, but we got Patriots hate over here all day long. Um, yeah, so take that, Ralph. <laughs> um, anything else that's on CEO Hayes' mind? I'm still highly disappointed by this Eminem album, uh, but that review is coming shortly, and I just hate it. I, I Nonetheless, I'm, I'm not going to digress. Listen to Dave East. Uh, that project's just dope. Enough of me rambling. You know, I just like to set you guys up uh, before we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the episode. Uh, like I said at the intro, we got Ralph, Johnny, Bree, AJ. Um, so it's 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 a dope panel, dope discussion. Uh, be prepared to hear a lot of things, and maybe um, in the in the midst of that, you can really hear some things um, and apply them to your life and see have you been either a victim or have you cause some colorism and you know this it's all growth um in this and you know i admitted a couple of stories myself in which i noticed that i have had some instances of colorism so um everyone be open and honest when you hear this discussion and you know this is how we're gonna push things forward i hope everyone likes this and likes it and enjoys it we're gonna go ahead and get into um some music to to get into that segment on the other side of that you will hear the colorism segment uh with me and everyone else so Thank you again for listening. I hope you guys enjoy. Yo, skin so in, not talking trendy though. Talking way, way back in the beginning though. Before BC, way before Cain and Abel. Man's first addiction, that sweet maple. Came with no labels, way before cable. All we watched was you, all we ever knew. See that forbidden fruit, I would have bit it too. The way your body curve, I wanna take a swerve. On the corner, honey, having my last slain. I pull up cancer rain, shower you with things. Protector, your sector, I wanna be your king. You nourish the world with beings when seen, you see a dripping melanin. Oh, God. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we got an episode that I've been excited to bring to you. We've got a panel here, a pretty dope panel of people who I all know personally and this is going to be a dope conversation about colorism. Um, but before we get into the topic itself, let me introduce the panel. Uh, first, we got the boys from Oversaturated. My brothers, you guys know them very well. They've been on the podcast a few times. we got Johnny and Ralph. Fellas, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. Thank you for having us on, man. Yeah, definitely, man. We out here. Anytime, anytime. Then we got AJ from What We Gonna Do. Uh, he's This is the second time on the podcast. What's going on, AJ? What's up, what's up, man? Glad to be here, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, this one's going to get deep. And then we got someone who's breaking the podcast, Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Coming straight out of Philly, Miss Breezy Bree, what's going on? What's up, what's up? By the way, your Eagles suck, Um, so we're just going to keep that. Don't, let's not, look, that's, 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 a conversation, that's a conversation for another day. Let's, let's continue with what we came here for, okay? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we are here to discuss colorism, how it affects our community, our culture. 
Um, it's a conversation, like I said, I've been I've been waiting to have for a while. Before we get into the actual topics and the discussion, I want to define colorism. And colorism is defined as the system of privilege and discrimination based on the degree of lightness in the color of a person's skin. When you guys hear that word, that word colorism, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Ladies first, Brie, I'm going to come to you. Um, first thing that comes to mind to me is racism. Like, I, I, it's probably not the same thing, but I don't know. I feel like it's along the same lines because you're discriminating against another person of color at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a form of internal racism. Ralph, what do you think when you hear that word? Uh, immediately, I go to just a preferred treatment over, you know, somebody being treated better because of their skin pigmentation. That's, that's immediately where I go to. AJ? Man, light skin versus dark skin. That's the first thing that came <laughs> up for me. <laughs> that was going to be my answer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> word or somebody talk about it, I immediately go. So what are we talking about? Light skin versus dark skin? That's That's it. So, I mean, and, and, you know, we are all different shades here on this podcast, which is good. So, I mean, the first question, um, this is still before we get into the topics, is have you guys ever felt like you experienced colorism? Um, Johnny, you being the blackest person on the panel, <clears throat> we'll come to you first on this. Hey, this, <laughs> this, is a, this is a fact. Yo. And I, I, embrace, I embrace my color. Um, I've been this color my entire life, and I love it. So, um, 100%. I have witnessed that. Um, I work in a corporate setting, and like the, the current the current job I'm I'm at now, I've been there for a year now, and like still to this day, when I walk down the hall, everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. I'm the only black male on my floor, oh, so wow. any anytime I'm walking down the hall, like trying to go to the bathroom, anything, like people go out of their way not to make eye contact with me. And this isn't the first this isn't the first place I've worked where this has happened. So yeah, I experienced it all the time. All the time. I mean, and I've gotten to a point right. clearly where I don't care anymore, but it's definitely something I experience on a daily basis. Wow. Hold up. Wow. I got followed for Johnny. Johnny, do do you think like you're intimidating? Do you do you feel like you come off that way or something? Listen, man, I have no idea. Like I smile, I I say hi to people. That, it's still nothing, so I, wow. I don't really care anymore. Honestly, I do my work. I go, I go to work. I put my headphones on. I talk to my teammates if I have to about something. I put my headphones back on, and then I go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really it. I feel that. I feel that. What about you, Ralph? Oh man, uh, yeah, I definitely think I encountered that. And I'm talking about from um, other black people, not even just white people. Like now, I know AJ can attest to this. You know. You know, you, you have uh, a size on you. So when you're a dark skin and you have size on you, they tend to look at you a little different. Wait a second. Are you trying to discriminate between me and Johnny because we're short? Is that what you're doing right now? No, 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 no. I didn't say, I didn't say, I didn't say short. But you know what's crazy? It's crazy. Because... I'm fat without being fat. <laughs> My man's been working out. Hey, recognize, we, recognize. We see, we see that IG live. He be in there hitting it hard with his gallon of water. I see you, but, but, but continue. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's like it's well when you're when you're a larger guy and you're dark skin, you have you're never given a teddy bear role. If that's what I'm truly am, like I I'm always looked at as being like kind of villainous almost. 
So I find myself kind of overcompensating sometimes. Like I have to talk and be very, you know, nice when I'm talking. Like even if I'm not in the best of moods, I'm not allowed to be angry. Like that's not, I can't do that. Oh, I feel that. That's real. That's real. Bree, I'm coming to you next as the only woman on the panel. Have you witnessed, experienced colorism at all? Oh, definitely. Um, and it's even worse because I'm a woman. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looked at as in, in a retail setting, which is where a lot of my work experience came from. Um, I was looked at as being the pretty face that I could do things and get things out of other people because of the way that I look. And they thought that that was that was a plus. But for me, it was uncomfortable, obviously. Like, I'm not going to throw myself at you to get you to buy a suit. Like, that's not how that's not how I work. Very professional. And right now I work in a professional setting. Um, but there's like five black people that work there. So I don't I don't necessarily see it being done in that setting for me. Um, but I did see it more in my retail experience because I was around a lot of different people. I grew up in the suburbs, you know, um, went to an all white school, middle school and high school. So and then went to St. Joseph's University, which is a Catholic private school. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm around a lot of white people or a lot of people, you know, different origins and different backgrounds and things like that. But I was always I was always the token. I was always that one black girl or that one black person in this class or in this group sure. of people or in this office. So when I see other black people, I'm like, oh, shit, hey, like, what's up? <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it, it can't be like that. Yeah. But it is definitely real. And it's I think it's even worse for women, depending on the setting that you're in. I completely agree with that. AJ, what about you, man? Yeah, man. Listen, listen. So I wanna go to like primary school or something like that. You know, so junior high, high school, elementary. I mean, I I consider myself a brown skinned guy, so Light skinned niggas always been in. Them niggas ain't never really go out of style. Dark skinned niggas was in style in the nineties, so you know how that went. And dark skinned oh niggas, uh, just like a uh, old boy that was on Girls Trip, and he been in the other little movies. All the girls is hype about Kofi or whatever, the, whatever the name is. That's a sexy man, okay? He's See what I'm saying? Exactly. Exhibit A. So you got light skinned niggas and dark skinned niggas. I'm brown skinned. So I I think about it more so like high school because you got the light skinned dudes with the pretty eyes, and then you got the the dark skin like thug, fake whatever. A lot of them was fake thug niggas that that I grew up with or whatever. So I was just kind of in the middle, and I kind of had to find my place. You know, I had pretty eyes. If I looked up at the sun and you caught me at a certain angle, <laughs> it wasn't just like everybody else's eyes. You know what I'm saying? I got brown eyes and I'm brown skin. So uh, I would say that's my biggest experience was really just high school and dealing with girls and relationships and the different guys they would choose. That's Oh, you're good, and that 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 is the appearance by Riley, who is who is <laughs> Bree's daughter, who is really the star of this podcast today. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, as far as like me answering that question, have I ever experienced colorism? I think it's a little bit different for me. I think, as everyone on this panel knows, um, my dad's white, so I, I experienced it on a whole different level as far as like colorism. Um, because like once people found out that my dad was white, um, 
I, I definitely felt like I was like I was treated different amongst uh amongst like in school, especially in high school, um, because I was an athlete as well. And like once my dad showed up to games and he kind of introduced himself to teachers and coaches and stuff, I, I definitely feel like there was a little bit of a difference in the way that I was treated personally. Um, but that also applies to within our own race, not even taking how if white people treated me better or not, like once like the where I grew up, like once they found out, like my dad was white, it was almost like I wasn't black anymore at some point. Especially if I shared a difference of opinion that was what was typically the the African American opinion, it was like, oh yeah, that's why you feel that way because you're not black anyway. Like what, nigga? Look at me, I'm black. <laughs> wow. But no, I mean real talk. It so it's yeah, it's it's it was I I think I have a different perspective on it and that's why I, I'm definitely interested in getting into this conversation. Um let's let's start at the root. And that is, you know, is colorism is that something that's been ingrained in us since slavery? I mean, we clearly uh, everyone on this on this panel is very well educated. Um and I think we all know the whole stigma of the house nigga and uh the fact that when slaves were raped and they produced mixed children how those children were treated a little bit better than the slaves. So I want to come to you guys on that. Do you think that that's where the root in this and have we carried this through generations to where we still have that issue amongst people of fair skin within our own race? Ralph, what do you think about that one? Oh, uh absolutely. Uh yeah, it it started obviously, you know, in um the slave you know, in slavery or whatnot, and then it carried over to after, you know, after everything was abolished and all that, then you can start looking at more modern type of uh examples, like like a Hollywood example, right? Like uh Dorothy Dandridge and uh what's my man, Harry Belafonte. Yeah. Phenomenal absolutely. talents, right? But they were light skinned. So they were pushed forward, like even in their limited roles, even in the roles that they were offered, they were limited. Right. So like there could have been other uh, actresses and actors that were, you know, of darker skin that were allowed to uh, flourish. But but since, you know, they were fairer skin, they were, you know, more acceptable to the masses. So that treatment of fairer skinned people have always, you know, has always been prevalent. And it still kind of goes on to this day, even right now. Absolutely. I agree with that one 100%. AJ, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think kind of hit it, you know what I'm saying? I, I remember hearing people talking about um, the lighter you are, the closer you were to the to the house, and, and the darker you are, the further away you were, you know, in the field or whatever. So um, I can definitely see those seeds. It's it's hard to, to feel things that, that we've, believe are you know is just carried in our dna it's kind of like sitting at the back of the bus it's just like most kids first thing they do when they get on the bus they want to go to the most you know most of our kids look like us they want to go to the back of the bus when they come in the classroom they want to go sit at the back of the class and it's like why is everybody sitting at the back when we fought to be at the front and it's like man is this just something that's in our dna mm-hmm. so for me it's it's hard to to just say, oh, that's where it started, and then that mentality just carried on until current times. Um, I mean, but again, it's hard to argue for or against that. So I, you know, I don't know necessarily. That that's that's kind of what I think about that. All right, I feel you on that one, Bert. Well, I agree with everybody else, um, but I also think that it's a it's an environmental thing. It's how you grew up. 
you know, if you always if you're always getting on the bus with your parents and they're always going to the back of the bus, when you start riding the bus by yourself, you're gonna go to the back of the bus. If you see people that look like you in the back of the bus, that's what you're gonna do. You know, it's almost like you have to follow suit. And I think that there's some people that um that experience that and don't know how to break it. So I think that's why it's it's such a continued pattern and why we see it so much today. And it's it's going to continue until we learn to break away from the things of our past that are not going to help us move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Johnny? Um, I definitely agree with everybody else. It definitely started during slavery. <clears throat> and to Bree's point, like, it's definitely an environmental thing because... Just like I feel like I feel like racism is learned. Um, I think colorism is learned as well. Like when you have parents and grandparents that call darker skinned people ugly or things like that, when when they are, in fact, beautiful, um, they, you know, children, teenagers, they pick up on that. And that's something that they hold in themselves and they don't even realize that's something that they're learning. And then they themselves take that on and throughout their life they continue to do the same thing oh that dark-skinned person isn't beautiful or you know something like that so it's definitely it's definitely still a thing today yeah absolutely absolutely and you know i i don't know um one of my favorite movies of all time is a movie called imitation of life i don't know if anyone on this panel has has seen it um it's a movie about uh a young lady, a girl who can pass as white because she, her father was white, uh, her mother was black, and she was kind of ashamed to admit that she was black. And um, like I said, check it out. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But that brings me to the Jim Crow era. And that is when passing as white, uh, light-skinned people pla- passing as white were afforded better chances at education, equal pay, financial stability, and as well as being safe uh, amongst the community. Um and so, I mean, we kind of already touched on that based off our answers on the last one. Uh, so, I mean, we're not going to spend a lot of time on that one. But as far as like community wise, like, do you f- have you ever felt that you may have been safer if you were if you were CJ. fairer skin or darker skin? What's up, AJ? I hate to cut in on you I, before before you move forward with that. Mm-hmm. So just just to kind of piggyback off of what, what Johnny was saying real quick. The um, do you got do, do any of you believe that it's pass down so that that thought that image uh that assumption has just been passed down like somebody was dark-skinned from from slavery and they didn't tell their kids that they were beautiful and they, their kids didn't tell their kids that they were beautiful and then on the other side the light-skinned folks was like oh you're beautiful they heard and that like do y'all think that was passed down did, did, did y'all feel that did y'all hear that from y'all parents like as far as like if you were light or dark i mean um, I definitely think it's passed down. Absolutely. Because if you don't, if you get told one thing, you don't know anything other than that, especially when you're young and it's taught to you at a very young age. My daughter mimics every single thing I do. I'm pretty sure she curses. So <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you really have to watch the things that you say and the things that you <clears throat> your children because they're not going to know anything other than what you tell them. That's their, that's their first perception in life. So if I sit here and I tell her, oh, because you're light skinned, you're beautiful, you're going to, you know, you're going to excel in life and da, 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 da. That's how she's going to carry herself. When, Uh matter of fact, she's going to excel because she's smart as hell. Like, it has nothing to do with the color. You know, there's light skinned people out here who rather sit on the corner and shoot up with coke than to go get a job. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you really never know. It really is a passed down thing, and it's environmental. I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I agree too. Like I, don't, I, I, I would say I've never experienced that personally, but I can see, you know, that happening. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Bree nailed it for all of us. I have nothing to add yeah. on that yeah. one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and and that that is a topic that we have today, and we can we can go right into that and. We'll come back to the to the Jim Crow thing, but the perception of beauty. Um, and I and I, I wanted to put this on there because you know you have people who are actively now you know doing the Sammy Sosa where they're completely lightening up their skin. Um, but that shit is so trash. <laughs> but even 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 so even more so than that, like people who aren't doing it themselves. Like I mean, I think it was a People magazine cover that was caught making Beyonce even lighter than what she is. Um, so like the perception of beauty being wrapped around a, 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 a pigmentation. Um, what do you guys think about that? Like is, is, do you guys tie beauty at all? And, I, and I'll, I'll start this one off. Let me tell my personal story. And this is something that I've realized recently and Bree's been there to, to witness it. Uh, me get called out about it is that I admit it at, at some point in my life, I judged darker skinned women by a different set of standards that I judge light, lighter skinned women with. And that's just me admitting my own biases and my ignorance at one point in, in life. Like that was just me admitting it. It took for me, my daughter, my younger daughter is much darker than the rest of our family, but she has the prettiest skin in it, like the clearest skin that you'll ever see. Um, but it took most dark people do. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But it, but it, it took for me personally to have a darker complected child for me to realize, like, what have you been doing? Like, look at what you've been doing now. I mean, if some if I if my daughter was to hear me say some of the things that I said coming up, she would like shit. And my daughter's the most beautiful person on this planet. So it made me realize some of my own biases and, and what maybe I did and didn't realize I was doing it at my earlier point in life. And this is recently I'm 31 years old and I'm just recently coming to this, these realizations. So that's just my personal story on this. Um, but what have you guys experienced anything like that? And what do you think about beautification being wrapped around lighter skin? Johnny, coming to you first. Well, I kind of had a similar, somewhat of a similar situation. Um, I remember in college, I was um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, um, a lady friend, and we were, we were watching TV. And I think might have been Gabrielle Union or some somebody that was on TV who was a darker skinned celebrity woman. And I was like, I love Gabrielle Union. She she's beautiful for a dark skinned person. And she called me out on it. Yeah. That was the first time I had ever been called out on that. And that made me, you know, it made me think like, why, why would I, why would I say that? And I, I guess then I realized that I did put a different type of standard on darker skinned women than I did lighter skinned women. Um, and ever since that day, um, I've definitely changed my mindset because dark skinned women are beautiful. I like, even now, like I feel like darker skin. Well, because I'm darker skin too, but darker skinned women. Um, there, there's just a there's just a lot of dark skinned pretty women. All 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 dark skinned women are pretty. So, it's it's something I was called out on, and it definitely changed my mindset that day. So, shout out to my homie Jaleesa if she listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. AJ, I don't know about all Johnny. I don't know about all. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I'm not that's gonna what I'm saying, man. And uh, say, look, there's some ugly babies. I'm sorry. Some, some <laughs> <listeners>. <laughs> some, 
Ugliest <laughs> people in the world. I mean, I think everybody, you know, it's somebody for everybody, but it's, it's some ugly folks. Somebody might think I'm ugly. You know, I might think I'm the sexiest man alive. It's okay. It's okay to be ugly. Embrace your ugly. It's, it's fine. Um, as far as perception, <laughs> as far as perception, um, man, I think, man, I kind of had to think about this. So, personally, um, I've always been attracted to, to, uh, light skin girls. I always got like this perfect image in my mind, but it was not something that was told to me or, or sold to me in my opinion. It was something that, that I saw just looking around. I like shoulder length hair, uh, high yellow bone, nice body. Like that, that was my image. Um, but as I got older, I realized that even though that probably was my like perfect girl or whatever, I really like all types of girls. You know what I'm saying? I just like pretty girls. I like stuck up girls, unfortunately, but I like pretty girls. It don't matter if they dark skin, light skin. When I got to college, it didn't matter. I was met talking to whoever was the baddest girl, brown skin, dark skin, light skin. Um, so for me personally, that, that just wasn't my thing. I just, I just chose or whatever, but it didn't really matter what her color was. I think, yes. Uh, all different shades of, of black women are beautiful. Black women are my preference in the world. Like, I feel like black women are the most beautiful women in the world, hands down, no competition, like number one. And in my mind, it's almost proven if you just look at all the different areas, areas in the uh, diaspora. I mean, it's just like we really ain't got no competition in that area. So for, for me, it's... Um, not necessarily like that, um, but what I would say as far as society, of course, you know, you, you talk about the images that are pushed in uh, magazines, images that are pushed in movies, the, the images that are pushed on TV. Um, clearly, there's a difference between, you know, light skin and dark skin, how the dark skin girls dress versus how the light skin girls dress, how this girl's attitude is versus how this girl's attitude is. So obviously, you know, a perception and, and, a, and a certain stigma uh, exists. Yeah, I definitely okay. feel that, Ralph. Oh man, I had to follow AJ. Man, that was that was a word you said. <laughs> um, I, I I definitely agree. Like I I just feel like when you grow up, you kind of have this perception of what you think perfect is, and I think it was kind of ingrained in us. And I'm not sure where I picked this up from that you had to have a light skinned girl. The light skinned chicks were all the pretty girls in the class, so those were the ones you kind of paid attention to. And honestly, the fat chubby boy in class was not getting played from no light skin chick. I'll tell you that right. <laughs> yeah, like that was not happening, right? So I you know, uh I think as you just grow older and you mature and you have different life experiences, uh you see that all women are beautiful no matter the shade, right? And like AJ was saying, like black women are beautiful. Like though like I'm rocking with my black women. And regardless of if, you know, they're light skinned, fair skinned, you know, chocolate, caramel, you know, dark, whatever, I'm rocking with them. And I just think images were always pumped into you, get the light skinned chick, long hair, whatever, right? As you like now, you can look at cover girl and they have an array of women. And I'm talking about like dark skinned women that are very, yep. very, very beautiful, right? So it's just that's I'm glad things have changed and you can kind of see everybody for who they are rather than just honing in on like a skin pigmentation. Yeah, I feel yeah. that 100 percent. Um, Brie, as the only woman on the panel, what do you think about <laughs> the perception of beauty and how how, how it per, <laughs> pertains to the pigment of your skin? Um, well, I 
honestly, I think a lot of women's attitudes or insecurity within the way that they look would be, if not all the way gone, but slightly diminished if the whole phrase, you look good for a light-skinned girl or a dark-skinned girl, and this coming from men and women. I think if that phrase just never existed, this whole light skin versus dark skin thing amongst women probably would not exist. I mean, we'd probably find other things to be pissed about, but, you know, the color thing would not be an issue. But as everybody was talking, it kind of reminded me of the movie Dreamgirls where Beyonce and um, Jennifer Hudson played it. So in their group before they got signed, Jennifer Hudson was the lead. Once they got signed and, you know, record deals and all that stuff started coming up, they wanted to change the image and have Beyonce be the leader because she was softer spoken. She was more attractive to the audience that they wanted to get. And I think that yeah. that right there is the, a prime example of what women go through almost every day. You know, sometimes you don't want to be friends with that skin girl because you're scared you're going to be overlooked or light skin girls want to be friends with the dark skin girls because they are they think of themselves as the center of attention and it's like oh well my friends over there you know it is what it is but i think that you know it it it, it all goes back to your environment you know the media feeds off of people doing their youtube videos about lightening their skin and getting in the tub and bleach and all that shit they feed off of that so to them to sell more magazines, to sell more clothing, to to do whatever, to sell more makeup. Their front runners are fair, light skinned girls or white girls. That's just that's just what it is. You know how hard it is to go find makeup that matches your skin tone when you're not light skinned. I just I just like realized that once um, <clears throat> Rihanna came out with her line. Like yeah. I, oh, God, clearly, yeah. clearly, I don't know because I don't wear makeup, but like. <laughs> I didn't know like that was an issue. Like I had no idea, <laughs> no idea at all. It is very much an issue. That's like, crazy. It's either it's either too yellow or it's too red or it's too whatever. It never matches your skin. So a lot of people go for the lighter foundation or the lighter makeup, and it looks crazy on them because it doesn't match. But it makes them feel good about themselves when they go in public because they're looking at like, okay, well she's not dark skin. She's you know she's a little lighter than that. Yes. So she's okay. This is a sidebar, and I hope this is okay, uh, CEO. But <laughs> am I the only one here that feels like black women don't really need makeup? I was just about to say Man. this, but I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. I was about to say this. I when I say <laughs> on average, and this is, and some people do because they have imperfections in their in their complexion, but black women. That melanin, black don't crack. Like, I don't understand it. And and I don't want to put you on the spot, Bree, because you're the only woman on the panel. This is why I wanted to have more women. But what, what, do you, what do you think about that? What do you think about the fact that a lot, I mean, you have black men on this panel. I mean, me, Ralph, Johnny, AJ hasn't chimed in, but that feel like our women don't need makeup. What do you think when you hear that? Well, for me personally, I grew up as the ugly duckling. Okay. I had acne when I was in the fifth grade. Nobody liked me. I didn't know how to do my hair, like nothing. I got to sixth grade and I realized that girls were shaving their legs. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm behind the bar. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try this shit out at home. But um, obviously that didn't work out. <laughs> but, um, you know, you see people around you 
as beautiful. When you're an ugly duckling, that's all you want to be. You want to be beautiful to someone. And it's one thing to be beautiful to your parents. Your parents have to like you. They have to love you, whatever. But when you go out in public and like, especially at that puberty age where you want to date, you want to hang out with the boys. Uh-huh. You want to be beautiful. You want to feel beautiful. And the reason why I wear makeup is because I have acne scars that I don't like. It is what it is, you know? But obviously there are things that you can do, face scrub, things like that, that you can use on your skin to help with dark marks. Mm -hmm. But not everyone wants to take the time to do that because it's a process. So why not just throw on some makeup, make your skin look flawless, and have that confidence that you always wanted? Makeup is a confidence booster. That's what that it is, period. (laughs) And look, if I didn't have to spend money on makeup, I would not do it. <laughs> I hate it. It takes me forever to find makeup. So if I didn't have to wear it, I wouldn't do it. And for all the people, and I, I obviously, I do think that women should not wear makeup. It's, the shit gets on everything. <laughs> so Facts. Yeah. Like, you know, if, like I said, if I didn't have to wear makeup, I wouldn't do it. But for me, I don't want to wear makeup. Bree, I think you're, uh, your sound's going out a little bit there. Oh, my bad. My phone's dying a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but and by the way, shout out, shout out hold to Bree Bri with the hold on, hold on, AJ. I gotta give shouts out to Bree with the black lipstick. Everyone go to our IG, check that out. <laughs> Bree with the black lipstick. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I knew AJ was gonna have something to say. Go ahead, AJ. Listen, first of all, I think Alicia Keys need to put some makeup back on. I'm sorry. So, so <laughs> oh, this, I'm tripping. Let me, just, let me just be clear. Let me, let me, let me, let me go ahead and jump out the window. Wait, what? Hey, that's the last thing. Oh, y'all wilding. Y'all wilding. See her face? See, I don't, I don't, ooh, sound like I'm bad. <laughs> Like it's that. No, it sounds no. like I'm best, and I'm really not. But her face. Mm. Listen, I'm mm. gonna tread lightly on this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so look, so I just wanted to go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, as far as saying all black women don't need, I don't, I don't necessarily know about that. Um, and I, I kind of agree with Bree as far as like, I'm okay with, again, you know, scars and stuff. Obviously, I don't even, I'm not even going to question that. You know what I mean? If you, if you have any type of, you know, scars or blemishes and things of that nature, I, I understand completely. Uh, I think a little makeup is okay. Not a lot. That's my problem is when it's a lot. Uh, you know what I mean? If you just putting a, a little bit on to accentuate, uh, the, you know, your, your beauty, that's fine. Me personally, I always um go for natural woman. Like even with with my wife, I wanted to see her without her makeup. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm okay with her with it on or whatever. But it's just like I wanted to see the real person. Any even in the past when I dated girls, I was like, "Can I see you without this weaving? Can I see you without this makeup on? Like I just want to see you. You you may look like a whole different person." So it's like. <laughs> to know who I'm dealing with and if we wake up in the morning I'm not sitting here jumping up out the bed because I'm like damn what happened <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I think Man, it's okay <laughs> you know what I'm saying I, I, I think it's you know it's okay in my opinion I just don't want black women to, to overdo it or whatever I'll just leave it at that I feel you on that I feel you on that so I mean 
I, I want to give a shout out while we're talking about um, skin imperfection and stuff. Winnie Harlow, who is the model with Vertiligo. Uh, I love yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I just want to give give shouts out to that Googler if you don't know who it, who who that is. But um, let's let's talk about the skin bleaching epidemic. I, I know I mentioned er, it earlier. But I, I'm I'm looking at a list here of celebrities who've bleached their skin. Of course, Sammy Sosa was just the obvious one because he went from Wesley Snipes to Michael Jackson overnight. Um, <laughs> we we got Little Kim, uh, Charmaine the God. Like let's let's mention out the men who do it as well. Like, um, what do you guys think about about the whole <laughs> the whole ble- bleaching your skin? Um, Bree, coming to you back first on this one. What do you, what do you think about the the bleaching of the skin? Because I got you, man. Honestly, (laughs) I don't even understand the purpose of it. Like, what is the point of bleaching your skin? Is there a point? Like, you're just going to be a shade lighter than what you naturally are? Like, is it worth sitting in a tub and letting chemicals seep into your skin like that? To me, I don't think it's worth it. And I don't see the point at all. And Lil' Kim looks fucking crazy. (laughs) She do. Okay. Listen, at at one point, she looked Chinese. Now she looked white. It's it's weird. I don't know what's happening. She looked like an accident. That's what she looks like. I always said said Lil' Kim was the dude that made Gangle Style. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I I thought we were in the same room together. I swear to God. Kill all (laughs) y'all. Hey, man. She knows she messed us up, man. I'm saying. But she was beautiful before. She was yes. gorgeous. Like she did not need to do even with the big nose, she did not need to do all that, man. Yeah, but in the nineties she wasn't pretty. In the nineties that that was not pretty. That was not what, what people would have called pretty. So I thought about man, I took a lot of time on, on thinking about that about Lil' Kim. Like, damn, she she did all of this because she thought something and, and whatever image she had in her head, and it's like now everybody look back and be like, What why did you even do that to begin with? But it was she didn't feel that way you know it just she wasn't getting that type of love in the 90s and it's like damn now you can't go back you already made all these different changes little kim looks like chucky now that's exactly who she looks like yeah, she, like, she looks like no nah, she looks like the bride of chucky <laughs> exactly or is that what um, you meant yeah, um, <laughs> I mean they look the same to me, but I'm not, I'm not, because I'm not finna get murdered on Twitter. So we're gonna move on from, from Little Kim. We're gonna move on from Little Kim. Hey, um. I, I chime in real quick. So the so the bleaching, um, uh, you know, of course, I mean, you know, Michael Jackson, obviously, you know what I mean, just, just, you know, black, white, you know what I mean. So it's like Mike, Mike went through, you know, whatever he went through. Um, I, I would never do it. Um, I don't really understand. Sammy Sosa is an extreme case. I'm not even, he can get, he thrown, I'm throwing Sammy Sosa out of here. Get, get him the fuck out of here, man. Like, nah, we, he out. Like, come on. Uh, so I, I don't, man, the whole skin lightning, my, you know what's so funny? Uh, you know, I'll just say a, say a quick story about my, you know, my uncle. So my uncle had these, uh, spots. And he had to get the cream so that his skin would blend. So, like, he literally needed. Now, that didn't make him light skin. It just blended his brown skin because he had these spots. I forget whatever skin condition he had, but he went to a dermatologist. Like, it was a legitimate thing. So, if it's a legitimate thing, I get it. I understand. It makes sense. If it's not, I really don't know what's your frame of mind to even make you want to undergo something like that. This ain't. This ain't nothing. You know, people do tanning, obviously. You know, white people do tanning, which, you know, some people may say they're doing it because they want to be darker. They want to look black. 
it, so it's just like I don't really understand the mentality with skin lightening and even people who are tanning. I can understand that. Anything anybody want to add to that? I mean, well, like like AJ was saying, that's the only reason why Charlemagne's situation actually makes sense because he had those those dark patches underneath his eyes, and now everything's kind of blended. But I thought he put on makeup for the longest, though. <laughs> I didn't think he actually did anything. <laughs> uh, let's 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 flip it. I mean, we've talked a lot about how light-skinned people may have been more privileged. That's why I kind of titled this one, I sent to everybody, the perceived light-skinned privilege. Um, but, I mean, talking about it and in, in, in us discussing it here, there's definitely things that light-skinned people have been afforded, maybe, that dark-skinned people haven't. But I want to talk about, because I know we've all made it. I made it, and I'm lighter-skinned. We've all made the Drake jokes. We, we all know the Drake condition. Uh, about being light skinned, being soft. Like I, I, anytime my son starts whining, I say you, you're draking right now. Um, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> but I mean that that's something. I mean seriously, in, in in putting this podcast together and thinking about it, that's something that it it's still colorism. And do we need to cut that out? What do you guys think about how us amongst the black community make jokes about light skinned dudes be, be being softer? We've all made the Prince jokes. We all seen the Dave Chappelle skits. Ralph, what do you think? What? I was about to say, I could start naming a whole bunch of light-skinned dudes that... Hold on. Chris Brown, Drake, uh, who else? Uh, uh, Tiger. Like, these are all light-skinned dudes that just do corny stuff. Like, oh. Bobby Brown did it first, though. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely isn't light. There ain't nothing light about Bobby Brown except his teeth. The king of R&B, rough and black. Do we count McMill? Oh, yeah. I mean... Mm. Nope. Yeah, Bill see, had two. He had a year, year and a half of straight L's and fillings. You got it, but Drake's it. been like this since he came out, though. Like, I don't think <laughs> really, like that nigga stay crying. Facts. For 2008, that's almost ten years of Drake. <laughs> like, think he about this. when he got shot and was rolling around in that fucking wheelchair. Okay, oh, no. <laughs> this been going on for a long time. <laughs> But, but I mean, yeah, just just in the in the in the spirit of this discussion, I mean, even if it's true, is it is it colorism by us making those jokes and saying that? Like, w- what do you man, think about that? True. Yes, man, that that ain't true, man. That's that's some that's some made up stuff, man. I, I don't believe. I think it's funny. Listen, I, I'm all for everybody getting these jokes off until somebody get offended. But you know, some people say that's the best joke. You know what I mean? Because you're going to be offended. We're going to laugh at all the jokes that's about somebody else. But once one of them hit us, then we like, uh-uh, you're going too far now, brother. You're going too far. So I'm okay with the jokes. Uh, I don't think none of that stuff is true. Uh, you know what I mean? At least for the guys I know in my immediate surroundings, I can't speak for every guy around the world, but we don't really take that hard. And, and I think, you know, light-skinned guys, we, we do maybe sometimes we try to prove ourselves like we ain't, like, don't try to play with us, like, you know, just because we ain't uh, dark-skinned and, you know, so on and so forth. But all that stuff to me is, is, is jokes, you know what I'm saying? I don't really feel like it's, I ain't finna be like, oh, this gotta stop. Like, we gotta, y'all, we got to stop this. Only when it's white people and other races that's jumping in on the light skin versus dark skin, then I feel some type of way. As far as black folks, we've been ranking. Ranking is our, uh, ranking, scoring, whatever you want to call it. We've been doing that. Like, that's, that's like a rite of passage. That's true. That's why I had no sympathy for Keaton. Oh, listen. not one. Hey, man. Not, not. I was. Oh well, buddy. 
I don't think we really want to get into it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah. Just throw that in there. <laughs> Bree, what do you what do you think about the stereotype of light skinned men? And and is it? I mean, light skinned people in general. Is it wrong on the flip side for us to to categorize light skinned people as one thing? Since you you know you 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 deny your light skinnedness, but but continue. I'm not light skinned, <laughs> but um, I mean. I get it. It, it. it This all goes back to environmental. What you surround yourself with. Like, at the end of the day, is like, okay, personally, I've only ever dated three light-skinned guys in my entire life. They're not my cup of tea, but the dude I'm with now, best fucking tea I've ever tasted in my life. All right? But my... Come on, come on, come on. So hold on, what is you? Are you saying that the dude you with now is dark? Hold on, I lost. No. You lost. Him. You said light skin, <laughs> and then you didn't really clarify. No. The tea that's sipping right now. The guy I with. She kind of. <laughs> she tried to skate over that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we need some type I, I'm of not gonna lie. Too. I was like. No. <laughs> so no, no, the guy I with now is light skin. He is okay. very light. Okay. He is. Is he the lightest? He's black and Puerto Rican. And he's got the lighter Puerto Rican in him, okay? But okay. he's great. He's fantastic. But he's like Drake <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, I think, it. you know, growing up, it just, it really is what you surround yourself with. And if everybody around you is making fun of the light-skinned nigga because he cries and he bitches about everything, then the next light-skinned nigga you come across that cries or bitches about something, you gonna say he's Drake. And the same goes for, say, dark-skinned dudes. If you grew up watching Blair Underwood be the man-beater in every fucking movie he plays in, then you gonna think dark-skinned dudes or brown-skinned dudes are the same way. But obviously that's not the case. You know what I mean? Like, you just, you really gotta separate you gotta separate that kind of stuff Bri, i got a quick follow-up I'm, I'm sorry i got so you you said earlier that i think you said you, you grew up in the suburbs i think you said you went to maybe predominantly white school so were yeah. you um when, when you say your environment so were you attracted naturally to white guys in that case or were oh, you no. just no 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 because no. i mean because you, you keep referencing environment so i would you know what i mean i'm just making a parallel to wouldn't they necessarily say that you should be attracted to white guys well dun 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 environmentally looking at it from the outside in yes you would you would say i was i would be attracted to white men or light skin but i separated that it's not it, for me it's not my environment i'm attracted to who i'm attracted to and a predominant chunk of my life i dated dark skinned men because i found them very very attractive but that's me i can't speak for everybody i can't speak i, I love oh i love y'all women i was just talking about this if i could get a dollar for every time women will make a generalization and then they get real specific like look i know i was talking about everybody but now to be honest i'm really just talking about me i can't speak <laughs> lord y'all anyway i'm gonna be quiet but we're women we flip-flop all the time so it is what it is i'm saving that sound clip and i swear to god i'm playing that every single time a woman <laughs> says something do. i'm, I'm do. so glad you said that um <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Next topic. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, let's talk about the impact of of skin tone 
on the family dynamic and that that's within our own families um for for those of us who do have lighter skin members of our family versus darker skin members of the family do you guys see a difference in how they're treated amongst your own family um johnny just because your face i gotta come to you first on this one because you're, you're definitely deep thought <clears throat> over there what do you think i'm trying to think so like my dad's side of the family we're we're all dark so I can't really it is it's interesting because so the majority of us on my dad's side of the family are dark. Uh, my younger sister, she's she's lighter. I have a couple cousins that are lighter. But for some odd reason, they would always talk about me being dark. It was weird. Like, but y'all dark too. I don't know. It was weird. But I mean I never I never let it affect me or anything like that. I mean, you know, uh we were, you know, playing in dozens. We was joining all the time. So, you know, it was what it was. Um on my mom's side of the family I think I may be the darkest person. Like, I think my mom's side of the family is majority light. Um, but I never felt any type of, I, I never felt like they treated me any differently, you know, because I was dark. I never heard, well, you know, you're dark, so go over there or something like that. I, I, I was never treated differently, basically. So, no, I haven't experienced anything like that in my family. That's what's up. That's what's up. AJ? Um, yeah, I mean, Personally, I, yeah, I, I don't think I've experienced it. My, my family is, uh, it's all, all shades. So I don't, you know, uh, you know, roasting, like, like, you know, like Johnny was saying, you know, right. It, it, that was kind of, you know, Joan and that was, that was natural or whatever. It wasn't, um, where we kind of felt like, oh, these individuals are necessarily separated from these other individuals. We, my family, for the most part, we're, we're pretty close knit. So, personally no i didn't really feel it i didn't really i didn't necessarily get those jokes like you know you, you little dusty or you little ash you know because <laughs> you would kind of hear that as kids you know what i mean just Back. on the playground you know it's like the dark-skinned kid is ashy and the and the light-skinned kid you white you, what, what's going on white boy you know, oh now that i think about it hold up i lied my <laughs> stepdad called me whiteboard for the majority of my young life not because of my skin tone but because of how i acted because i was a smart kid i you know i tried to stay out of the streets like how he looked at me he was the only person that did something like that to where he called me whiteboard now of course that used to piss me off because it was it was like you know and again he a gangster he a he a you know og folk and all this other stuff so of course he probably the worst and it hits the hardest because he is a gangster and he's sitting here talking shit about you but at the same time it gave me tough skin so i, I yeah i lied i have experienced it and it was from my pop you know i love i love him to this day but he called me white boy for the longest <laughs> that's crazy yeah wow yeah, that's crazy, Ralph. Uh, I would say I I haven't experienced that because my uh, family we uh, we're we're all shades, and honestly, I don't know where my skin pigmentation came from because both of my parents are uh, like caramel, so I, I never really understood that, and I thought I was adopted for like a long time <laughs> um, until I really looked at my dad and looked at me. I was like, okay, I do look like him, so maybe you know I'm here where I'm supposed to be. Um, it was, it's just interesting. Like I have a few uncles that, you know, we share the same, uh, skin complexion and my maternal grandmother was like that too. So, but I was never treated any differently or anything like that. I, I have cousins that are very, very light skin or fair skin or whatnot or what have you. So never really experienced that. What about you, Bree? Oh, we can't hear you. Can't hear you. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, I never experienced it because my two younger siblings are my daughter's complexion. 
they are very, very light. And my parents are both brown skin. So, you know, growing up, you would think like, like you said, like, oh, well, maybe they're adopted. Like, where the hell did they come from? Like, they don't look nothing like us. But um, no, I mean, besides like the, the regular, you know, regular jokes, regular like, hey, how you doing? You look like shit because you light skin type stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, it it really doesn't happen in my family because my family is, is very, very, very well blended. Um, we even have some white people in our family. So it, you know, it goes, it goes for every shade. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing like that over here. Not in my family. Well, I guess I'm going to have to be the one that, that, yes, absolutely in my family. Like, (laughs) like, um, I would say this is that, and I have to admit that I guess I, I've been, I've benefited from the privilege of being a little bit light skinned. My grandmother treats me like I fell out of Jesus's hair, like dead serious. And she treats me like dead, like I'm just God's gift to the family, always talks about it. But I've noticed that my darker skinned cousins, she loves everybody, but like they don't get the same treatment. Like I can walk in and be like, you didn't make macaroni and cheese. She'd be like, no, but if you want it, I'll make it. My cousins walk in and say, you didn't make macaroni and cheese. Nigga, you better be glad that you eating what you eat, what you eat. Wow! Now, I, wow. now I, and and here's I the thing: I am, I am the oldest grandchild as well, so maybe that's what it is more so than the, the pigmentation of my skin. But I will say this: I'm probably the lightest of all my all my um my cousins and everything that are in my age group. Like my sisters are even lighter than me, but of of the, like eight of us that are in my age group, I'm definitely the lightest, probably. So. I've always perceived that as maybe it is because of the color of my skin. Cause she always talks about like the color of my eyes being light. The fact that I have semi good hair, which I don't have good hair all the way. I just fake it really well. But, um, so, I mean, that's something that I've always noticed personally. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I even asked her about it once and she kind of just brushed it off. Like, well, you know, you my baby and has, and never really said anything else about it. But I'm like, granny, you really call everybody else a nigga. You've never called me nigga. Not once. So that's just my personal story. Is your is your grandma is she light skin or is she dark skin? Oh, she's she's black as coal. Interesting. So, wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's and like I said, maybe I would have to have her on this podcast and she doesn't know what the hell the podcast is. She'd be looking at me like I'm crazy. Um to really to get her mindset on it. So this is just my interpretation of how she acts, but um I definitely have noticed a difference. Like I said, I am I'm the oldest boy grandchild, so maybe that's what it is, but I notice a difference, so I'm just speaking on it from what I see. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, moving on, we're, we're going to go into our last topic of the day. Here, here's the last thing that we're going to talk about is what can we do to stop colorism in our community? What What's one thing coming from this discussion that you would, you would suggest to someone that we can stop or start the process to stop this colorism? Everyone's looking like I don't want to answer it first. So since I can't right. see AJ, since I can't see AJ's face, I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate AJ first. What, what, what would you suggest, my friend? Oh man, man this. Oh, uh, well, I think I think that um, man, uh, I, I think that culture, and we we, we kind of talked about it. We alluded to it earlier. Obviously, th- things are are, are changing. So you're getting to see and appreciate different shades. You know what I mean? You, you have a TV show like like Blackish, you know, where you have Anthony Anderson and, and uh, um, 
uh, uh, I know what's Diana Ross' daughter name? Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross. So, so anyway, you you got some light skinned folks, and then you have a uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, you got you got Issa Rae, um, and I'm forgetting like all the show names right now. It's it's better than you think about. Yeah. So I mean, you got you got Issa Rae, and you got all the different shades on there, and then you got Atlanta. You know what I mean? You got you got Donald Glover, and you got the different shades on there. So I think diversity um is is going to be the biggest help in that and really just getting a lot of these different individuals to the forefront even a movie like like girls trip even a movie like best man holiday you know what i mean just kind of making sure that we see these different variations and everybody is mingling where you got a terrence howard you got a morris chestnut you got a tay diggs you know what i mean you you get all these individuals just kind of in one room together. I think, you know, that that helps just, you know, us all being out and in the fourth hole. That's what's up. That's what's up, Johnny. Um, I think I think it like in the black community, we need to accept no matter the skin tone, we are really all the same. Like we have to accept accept the fact that we are literally all the same people like. I mean, of course, we have differences and like differences in taste of things, but because we look different doesn't mean we are different. And that's something that we all have to accept. And once we get to that point, I think the whole colorism thing will be will be gone. But it's going to take like an entire generation of people to start that and then start teaching their children so their children can start teaching their children. I think that's the only way it's going to happen. I definitely can respect that, feel that. Story of OJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a good point there. You would miss Jay Z as I'm about to cut to Ralph. Stop that smiling. <laughs> that spoken word shit out of here. Go ahead, Ralph. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about this later, but uh, <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, I just think that us, our generation, we know better. So we'll do better by teaching our children how to appreciate all shades of beauty, uh, all shades of black people and appreciate the beauty within because you know like aj was saying like with all the you know representation across all the uh, entertainment that we can consume you see all these different shades of black people being celebrated and championed and like Issa Rae, like i think she's a shining example of it because outside of a supermodel you rarely see like a dark-skinned woman like her being like a cover girl model or something like that right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i don't i don't think i've ever seen that like a everyday woman like Issa Rae being a, a cover girl model with her skin complexion. So I think that we just know better. So if I have a son, I'll teach him to value, I mean, son or daughter, but I'm just saying, teach them to value all shades of black. That's what's up. That's what's up. Lovely Brie. I think that, like you said, or like everybody said, um, it, it starts with this generation and teaching our children. But I feel like if you don't teach color, your children won't see color. And I think that goes a long way. I see a lot of videos on, on Facebook and on YouTube and stuff like that where, um, you know, black boys, black girls and their white best friend are like, well, we want to have the same haircut so that the teacher can't tell us apart. I love that. That shit makes me cry because I'm like, okay, like their parents don't teach them color. They think that they look that much alike where the teacher won't be able to tell them apart. And I think that's how we have to, we need to make sure that our children, not make sure that how they are, but just teach them not to see color. Because if you can't see color, you can't judge somebody on their skin tone. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And and I would piggyback off what everybody said is that it starts with how we're going to teach our kids. Like we're not the first generation, but I mean, we have so much information at our fingertips with with our phones, with technology that we we don't have that same excuse of being ignorant or not being able to to show our kids or, or, or give them examples of stuff like we have so many examples of beauty that we can literally pull up on our phone of all skin complexions, all races. Um, and we should be educating our kids on that. Like let, let's stop seeing race. If, if, and it's going to take a long time before we get there, but you have to start somewhere. And I definitely think, um, like I said, shared my personal story with my daughter earlier is that it starts there, letting everyone know, regardless of their complexion, you're beautiful. So let's, your complexion shouldn't even be a factor in how beautiful you feel or you think you are. So let, let's, let's keep that going. Um, and, you know, I don't like to be on a high horse just because I have a podcast. But if any even one person hears this and tries to change the way that they talk about color or whatever, then that that's what we were here for. That's that's hopefully what we've been able to do here. Um, but as we get ready to close, you know, I got to tell her, give everybody a chance to plug all their stuff and tell people where to find them. Uh, <laughs> the boys from Oversaturated, since you guys are a package deal, and also my brothers, uh, Ralph, Johnny, tell the people where they can find you. <laughs> uh, you got it, Johnny? Or I mean, I, yeah, I think it. <clears throat> okay. All right. So um, we are Oversaturated, the podcast where we discuss music, movies, and pop culture. Um, well, you can check out our website, oversatthepie.com. Uh-huh. Um, it, has, it has all of our episodes on there, and you can follow me personally on Twitter. At J O N two underscores and the letter B. Oh, uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, the Mind of Ralph, Snapchat, everything lit. The Mind of Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing water from work daily. Hey man, uh, <laughs> hey, get it how you live, man. Hey, if it's free, if it's free, man. <laughs> AJ, the tell the people where they <laughs> tell the people where they can find you, AJ. Um, yeah, uh, Instagram, Twitter. It's pretty much where you're going to find me. Uh, what we going to do pod. Exactly how you think it's spelled. What we going to G-O-N-E do oh, pod. P-O-D. Um, and, you know, pretty much, look, I'm talking about real stuff. I'm a real person. I'm trying to get people away from this reality TV stuff. It's like I remember when Real World first came out. And I say, damn, they ain't got one real black dude that's ever been on this damn show. So <laughs> I'm trying to be that real black dude that's talking about my experiences, what I'm dealing with, with my wife, with my daughter, whatever experience growing up. That's that's what my podcast is about. Facts. Oh, man. I just imagine AJ is just like one of these days somebody's going to listen to this podcast and try to reach out to him on Twitter. He's going to be like, nigga. Like really? <laughs> depends on what day they catch me on. It just depends. I'm AJ, and then you know I'm like professional and all this. Some days I'm just like, all right, what's up? <laughs> and then for the first time, podcaster who we're gonna have to talk because she may start becoming a permanent fixture on the Awakened Soul. But um, forward. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah. You you've been drafted, but um, tell the people where they can find you, Bree. 
Um, well, you can just find me on Instagram. It's Miss M I S S two underscores Barry B E R R Y. Um, and that's it. I mean, just a regular Philly girl who got love for her boys, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are top of the NFL right now, going Talk for that number shit. one seed this week. Talk just say, Talk put about that it. out there. Fuck the Patriots. Check that black lipstick. Check that black lipstick. But Jermaine's hurt though. Like, how we gonna do this? Like, I, I... you. See, everybody keeps forgetting that Nick Foles threw for 27 touchdowns the, the season that he was a starter. Talk so let's about not, it. Let's not, let's not do this. Let's Talk that shit. I don't, I don't care. She ready. I'm telling you. Don't come. Don't come. Look, look. Look, bring him back. Bring him back. We can, we can talk football for two hours. Oh, so, hey, what's up I'm with all that? With all that, Nick <laughs> is the backup for a reason. Let's be clear, but I right. okay, he's, he's the best backup. Let's get that clear. Oh man, let's not forget that Tom Brady started off as a backup, and, and look at exactly. what happened. But I'm just Thank saying, you. this is Nick Foles, though. Like, Foles <laughs> didn't the backup before. This was his second. Don't, don't ever be that blasphemous and put that man name in the face of Tom Brady again. <laughs> That's a bad <laughs> Y'all wild. Oh, I, ain't man. Look, I ain't ready to talk football tonight because my fantasy league is on the line this week. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to make it through the week first. Then we can come back and talk football next week or something. <laughs> Facts. Y'all, that that exit came out. <laughs> <laughs> You guys already know you can follow me at CEO Hayes at C E O H A I Z E. Or you can also contact the Waken Soul at the Waken Soul Pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. Thank all the guests for being able to join this panel. Dope conversation. Let me know what you guys think about it. Check out all their social media and po- podcasts, those who have it, and be on the lookout for Brion the Awaken Soul. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, Peace. <laughs>